Hey, it's AC. It's Kurt. It's my friend Kurt. How's my line? My friend Kurt. Oh, <laughs> you are the Youth Ministry Nation. Let's talk youth ministry. I'm good. How are you? I am great. Good. I haven't seen great. you. I haven't great. seen you like a week and a half. I know. You've been gone. I have. Been gone. I have. Been. Traveling the world. Well, or just to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, yeah. Because as you know, some people out there might know, we have four international campuses, mm -hmm. of which three of the four have youth ministries. And Buenos Aires just officially kicked off their youth ministry three weeks ago. And so I went down there with a couple people from our team. And we spent five days hanging out with them, training their volunteers. Youth Specialties has this whole Latin America side to their organization. So yeah, I that spoke was interesting. At, it was awesome. Yeah. Spoke at their Latin America or their Argentina. Were they calling you Hunston? Hunston. Hunston. They butchered his name. <laughs> On the big banner. In general <laughs> session. It was hilarious. The big banner. I'll tell you what, though. It's very humbling. Seriously. Yeah. Very humbling. I like to think... I like to think I'm kind of humble. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm probably not so humble. Yeah. But, you know, I was having a moment of like, yeah. man, I'm, a, I'm in Argentina speaking to a thousand <laughs> youth workers. And they're going, Johansson. <laughs> and then Joe somebody Hansen. takes a picture and the big screen behind me has got my name spelled wrong, oh, which is very humbling. Right? That was hilarious. I think I've arrived and God says, no, that was hilariously humbling. <laughs> okay. So let's jump into today. AC. Cool. Got some emails. Yeah, uh, a couple of them were very specific. They're just asking us to email them some yeah. some stuff. Which, by the way, if somebody's out there watching um, our church, we've got lots of resources and stuff. Yeah. So if you ever go, hey, can I see an example of your of your permission slip that you use, or mm -hmm. a letter that you would send out to parents about your sex and dating series? Email yeah. email one of us at the church. Yeah. Holy, and we'll we'll send it to you. That's what some of these emails are about. But yeah. today's theme, based on this one email, uh, it's just one email, but it's a really good theme. Yeah. Is his subject line is what about small churches? What about small churches? And he makes a comment in there early on that he says it seems like our show talks a lot about large church youth ministry. We probably would be very defensive and say, oh, no, we don't. We talk about youth ministry. But yeah. the reality is our context is a larger context. So yeah. it's, it's likely that, right? I mean, it's yeah. likely that. It, it's, Unless he only watched like two, three shows. The, that, the, the one show where we said, it said, what about small churches? It was, what about mega, mega, mega churches? <laughs> mega churches. Did we do a show like that? We did no. not do a show like that. Okay. That would be funny. So, oh, button. Mega churches. Um, so. As I read this, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a yeah. long email, but I'll, I'll highlight parts. And as we were reading this, I was thinking, this is Youth Ministry 101 yeah. for all sorts of people out in the Youth Ministry Nation. Yeah, um, totally. So we'll just read some of it. He just says, um, our church is small. We've seen four of our 12 kids come to Christ, but our Which church is, is very small. Um, he works 40 hours or more, a different full-time job because he's not on staff. He's like a paid against staff, all that kind of stuff. Limited yep. budget, almost non-existent. So much of anything we do has to come out of pocket. We don't have a mass amount of people that are willing to volunteer. So, yeah. so already he's identifying this is small yeah. church stuff, right? Yep. I've got another job. I do this thing as a volunteer as a volunteer myself. I don't have a bunch of volunteer help. I don't want to help. <laughs> we don't have a budget, so I'm paying for stuff myself, yeah. right? I mean, he's he's yeah. he's in he's in in the thick of it. Um, we don't have a bunch of volunteers because most of the congregation is older three or four parents that are willing to be helpful, but their work schedule ties them up. Yep. 
right? Um, so this prevents us from doing very many activities or events. He's also involved in other areas of the church. He leads on the worship team. He helps on their social media team. So that makes it tough for him to do stuff. Yeah. Um, cost of living, being high there. He can't really afford to spend extra money out of pocket on resources for the youth group. We don't have a stage. We don't have lights or yeah. anything cool like that. Our worship service for the youth is me with an acoustic guitar. We don't have a multi-purpose building or anything specifically dedicated for the youth group, right? Except for a classroom, which he has repainted and posters on. No fancy computers. They can't afford them. He doesn't make enough money to buy them. Yeah. Uh, he's also getting ready to start college at Liberty University. On and on, right? And then he Dang. says this. Do you have any advice? <laughs> For, do you have any advice for me as for how to find more time and more resources that could help grow our youth ministry? Classic question, yeah. right? Classic. And I read that, even though I didn't read the whole thing. I mean, that is youth ministry. Yeah. And it always has been youth ministry. Most churches aren't led by a full-time youth pastor with a budget, with budget and a resources. youth resource and a bunch of volunteers knocking yeah. on the door saying, how can I help? Yeah. Most churches are led by... By guys and gals in this that are volunteers, yep. that are under resourced, over busy. Yeah. So, what are some thoughts, AC? Just share Man. some, not just specifically to him, yeah. but just I would say small church, small church youth ministry. I would say um, one of the things. I mean, I come from a small church, and a small church, and I did youth ministry there. Um, it was more of like Bible, not Bible study, but Sunday school. And then we would do like one day out of the month type of deal. Like um, for an activity or something? Yeah, for an activity. Um, I I would say my point of view is a little bit, is very interesting because I wasn't necessarily privy, privy, how do you say that? Privy. Privy to what what we have now. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know anything about all of the resources and how other you didn't know how it were. could be. I didn't know how it could be, and and so I kind of focused on what we what we had. You know, I kind of focused on those six seven students that I had in Sunday school class that I got to teach a lesson right. to every single week who came, you know, wanting to learn and wanting to grow and wanting to have some fun and and so I I kind of just gave my attention and my life to that and the students that I would meet with do the once a month over the night thing I, I would just pour my heart into those two areas a lot of the other areas didn't really exist because I didn't I didn't have a scope to to grow that I think among many things that pop up out of this email one thing is uh, the danger of kind of like comparing a little bit mm -hmm. um, you know I don't have the time you know, I might, I, I may have more time than than you do as a bivocational, and and if I was a bivocational person and saw a person who had full time, I would totally feel like, man, am I doing enough? Am I? Um, but the reality is, you get into a comparing game, you're gonna lose that battle because you're not comparing apples to apples. You don't have the time, you don't have the capacity, and so at some point you have to go. Um, where where do I need to draw this line and be okay with that? Whether that be with you know our setup, our room where we are, my time to invest in getting more students, my time investing in discipling the students that I have. Like where are those lines at? Because I'm spread so thin, I won't give 
I will give 2% to everything. And so everything will be lacking if I don't draw those lines. And I think sometimes we can get into this comparison of, man, what it should be. And we kind of lose out. We forget about what's in front of us mm -hmm. and what's available good. And, good. and where we should focus on. So that's one thing that kind of points out as he kind of like goes and, you know, says, I don't have this. I don't have that is, you know, you're, you're not in the same situation as someone who is full time and who has the capacity and the budget. So what does that mean for you? Draw those lines and then put your heart into that area and watch God bless that versus sitting back and trying to think of all the what if, right. oh, you know, right. thinking about the large, large yeah. group. You're in a small context. You don't have the time that, you know, other people have. But God has given you right. students to, to pastor and to lead and, and volunteers to love on and care for. And so be fruitful, be faithful in that yeah. and watch God, you know, bring fruit from that. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I think that's good stuff. I love, I mean, I can't, my, my youth group that I grew up in originally was three kids. Yeah. You know, and so we have budget, we had a little couch and that was it. Yeah. You know, I want to volunteer. Our, our, my, my junior high youth pastor, Sunday school teacher, I read this, I go, that was, that was, that, <laughs> that was, was awesome. I, I, I was sitting was, on the seat. Yeah, but I had, yeah, yeah. And, 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 but the reality is it changed my life. Were you one of the four or the six? <laughs> well, there was only three of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> four, six? That's we awesome. We can't even imagine. Yeah, that's, that's like crazy, yeah, crazy yeah. growth. Wow. Um, but I think sometimes we, be, I'll, I'll speak first to your comparison thing. Yeah. You know, sometimes we forget that God can do awesome things and is doing awesome things yeah. in this youth group of, did you say a dozen 12, kids, right? Yeah. So, I mean, four kids have come to Christ. Yeah. That's that's 25% of his youth group, or yeah. no, more than that. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm not a mathematician. A third of his youth group has come to Christ yeah. in that youth group. Huge. Huge. Um, he's doing good stuff. Yeah. Because he watches a show like this, because he... Is still young, and you know he knows that there's other way. You didn't know, yeah. right? He knows, yeah. so therefore he knows I could be doing more, which yeah. is probably true. But God has you where He has you. Yeah. Um, not every church is a massive, crazy church. Not every church is even growing at you know at a fast pace. Rapid pace. So I would say to people in small churches is do the best you can with what you've got. Yeah. Be a good steward of what you've been given, because that's our pro you know our primary job description. I think. Is not to grow our youth ministry. Yeah. It's not to be a charismatic leader. It's not to be the best teacher or run the funnest events. Our primary job description, I, th I think, is to be faithful. Yeah. Right? Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. So your number one job description for all of us is faithfulness. Where God no has us. No matter where you are. Yeah. So I, I would say to people in small churches who are having a hard time gaining traction which is what this is. Yeah. Be faithful. Be faithful where you are and have a vision for what that next stage could look like. Yeah. Don't think eight stages ahead. Yeah. Think one stage ahead. Yeah. So what what would it take for our youth group to go from 12 to 18? Yeah. That'd be 50% growth, which is crazy, yeah. right? Well, we would need two more volunteers. Okay, well, let's start praying and slowly thinking through. Yeah. Because if you start thinking we need 20 volunteers if this thing's ever going to explode, yeah, a small church youth group doesn't need to explode. Yeah. It just needs to be faithful and start doing some things and have a, a leader who's thinking a little bit about just what's next, right? Yeah. Um, That's so great. That would, be, that would be my thought. I like how you, you go, 
I think a lot of us, especially males, I mean, we want to go the gusto. Right. We feel like, oh, you know, I can grow this thing. I yeah. want to. I want to grow it. We need fifty. We need right. sixty. And you're talking about this incremental growth right. that ultimately gets you where you're supposed to be, but it also keeps the integrity, you know, yeah. of trusting God. The integrity right. of this not not abandoning the discipleship right. for just reaching out and trying to right. grab a, a bunch of students. And like do that. the best you can with what you've got. Yeah. So he's got a small room. Then you do the best you can with that. Yeah. He has limited resources. Then do the very best you can. Don't yeah. don't make the mistake of going out and like charging a bunch of youth ministry stuff on your own personal credit card yeah. for the kingdom, you yeah. know, because now you're... And then, in, and then you feel yeah. guilt. I mean, yeah. some people get the guilt trip right. and feel yeah. like they need to do all that. It's not It's not his responsibility. Yeah. At some point, the church yeah. has to make decisions too. Yeah. Do we want to give a little bit more resources to the youth group to help it grow? Yeah. Do we want to give them a little bit bigger youth room to help them grow? Do I want to make... I'm a pastor. Do I want to make announcements from the pulpit yeah. and on behalf of the youth group? So... In the meantime, his his role is just man, be faithful, do the yeah. best you can with what you got. Now, some super practical stuff. Yeah, super practical. I was gonna say um, Stephanie Caro. I think it's C A R O. It might be C A I R O. I don't know. One of those two. On the youthministry.com blog, if they yeah, go in the archives, yeah. everything she writes is from a small group, a small church youth ministry perspective. Yeah. I think on simplyyouthministry.com, she even has a book like a small church youth ministry mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Um, if, if I was this guy, I would read her stuff. I would look at my own calendar. He's got a lot going on. He's going to go back to school. He does the church's social media and he does the church's worship and he's trying to do the church's youth group. Yeah. He might need to figure figure some stuff out. I was just going to ask you that question of, it seems like another issue and this is maybe his issue, but I'm sure, you know, even for me when I was, when I was doing it, even though I didn't know anything else, I would say man, you know, I need to balance some of this out because I was not just a Sunday school teacher. I didn't just hang out with those guys. I was also a deacon and I played the drums and I'm serving in all these other areas. And you're newly married. And I'm newly married and my wife is serving and she's working. And so balance for us was, you know, was kind of like tough. So with a lot of youth workers that are at small churches that are maybe in multiple areas serving, Speak to a little bit of, of kind of like balance when you know the expectation may be, you know, the pastor may be expecting you to, hey, yeah. you're serving the kingdom. Right, know? right. And there's this tension of, well, yeah. I'm serving here, I'm serving here. And, you know, yeah. I well, kind of feel like his heart is maybe being tugged in right. one direction, even though he's serving a lot I, of areas. I, I think nobody cares more about this guy's personal life, his joy factor. Yeah his ability to go to school and get good grades, nobody's going to care more about that than he is. Yeah. And nobody's really paying attention to it. Yeah. Right? He's the only one. Yeah. He's the only one who is feeling the same level of pain. Yeah. Um, so he's the only one who can kind of fix it. Yeah. He's, he, you got to take, take matters into your own hands and look out for yourself. Yeah. Not in a selfish way, but in a healthy way. Yeah. Balance is very hard. I mean, he's not at the stage of life. He's not going to be balanced. Yeah. He's going to be out of balance. Yeah. He's got too much going on, right? Yeah. And that's kind of okay. He just needs to be healthy and yeah. make sure that his his spiritual life and yeah. his joy and his physical health are not being completely sacrificed out of this really honorable desire yeah. to, to serve his church. Now, we're, again, we're talking about him. 
what we're talking about right now is all oh, of us. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's... Regardless it's all whether you're married I'm not paying not. as yeah. close attention to your marriage and your joy factor and your spiritual life yeah. as you should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm just going, dude, can you do this? Hey, yeah. can, hey what if we... Right? And yeah. You have to kind of go, oh, yeah. I got I to I yeah, navigate all yeah. this stuff. Um, I like to use the word um, health, which I think that's the... That's the kind of like the meter you use. That's the scale you use of how when you can't find that balance, you can always look at health to right. determine that meter right. of what, what needs to be cut, what right. needs to change. Well, because some people to... will say, oh, man, you're way too, you're so busy. It's unhealthy to be that busy. Well, no, it's unhealthy to be unhealthy. Yeah. Busyness doesn't mean you're unhealthy. Yeah. Right. Um, and having a slow schedule doesn't mean you're lazy. Yeah. Right? Nor does it mean you're healthy. Nor does it mean you're healthy. You can be completely slow and and, and unhealthy, too. Um, So, to me, a lot of, and again, we don't know this gentleman. Yeah. um, But I think a lot of people in, they're in bivocational or totally just volunteer. They're in a smaller church. They feel, and I love it, and they should, you know, I mean, it it makes sense that they do. Mm -hmm. They feel this pressure to do it all. Yeah. You you can't do it all. Nobody can do it all. You can't. so celebrate where you are. If you're in yeah. a small church that's not growing the way you think it should be and all that, celebrate where you are. Be faithful where you are. Have a vision for what could come next. Yeah. Um, because it, it, you, don't, you, want, you don't want to be guilty of being like the mentality sometimes of people who are in a cycle of abuse or a cycle of yeah. poverty. Yeah. Of, well, this is, all I, this is all I've ever known. There's no hope. We can't get out yeah. of it. You don't want that. Yeah. Have have a vision. Yeah. Have have a, have a hope for what God could do. So so yeah. I mean, we we've said a lot today, yeah. but um, just send us out one one last super quick word of encouragement for people in small church settings. Um, don't play the comparison game. Mm-hmm. Work with what God has given you. Pour your your heart and all your skills and abilities into that, um, and trust Him to grow it. Yep. If you have a question, email us at talkyouthministry at gmail.com. Talkyouthministry at gmail.com. Subscribe right right here. here. Sign up for the Simply One Day Conference. Go to simplyyouthministry.com. Yes, it's going to be a city near you this fall. It's going to be awesome. It's like the tour. It is. It's a tour. Sweet. You're opening for them. Doing a little AC and wrapping. There you go. All right. See you guys. See you. Peace out. (laughs) Cool.